This is Feather Forum, the podcast by Canadian Poultry Magazine, Canada's leading source for poultry news, research, and trends for more than 100 years. You've tuned in to hear important conversations with industry leaders, producers, researchers, and other experts. Hi, and welcome to the first episode of the 2022 Top 4 Under 40 podcast series, our program for recognizing young poultry farmers and industry professionals. I'm Brett Ruffle, editor of Canadian Poultry Magazine. In this episode, we talked to Emma Rutherford, a broiler and dairy farmer from Woodstock, Ontario. Emma has been running her own broiler operation since 2016. During that time, she's led several on-farm projects that have improved flock health, results, and profitability. She's done all of this while managing a dairy farm, working as a dental hygienist, and raising two kids. Before we get started, I'd like to thank our program sponsors for the support, including our gold sponsors, Aviagen and Egg Farms of Canada, and our silver sponsor, Canadian Hatching Egg Producers. Now let's talk to Emma. Can you start by talking a bit about your poultry background? Uh, yep. So in 1998, when I was around 10, uh, we, uh, that was when my parents built the broiler barn. Um, and so all of us kids were kind of helping, helping with chicken chores growing up. And then my husband and I started to run our own boiler farm a uh, couple roads over. Um, and that was around the same time we also started uh, to milk cows through the new entrance program uh, in a tie stall barn. That tie stall barn is right next door to our, the home farm. So uh, recently at the end of 2021, we had a couple changes uh, with family succession planning. So. My brother kind of, uh, we switched properties with my brother. So now I, my husband and I live on the, the farm that we grew up on. So uh, we have the, the home poultry barn here and two dairy up operations that we run here. And then my brother was able to run the two other uh, broiler barns. So that's, it's made it much easier for us to run everything because it's all in one location now instead of a couple roads over. Um, yeah, with, with our off-farm jobs, it, it, it's made it a lot easier to do everything. So how did you and your husband initially expand it into having your own brother farm? Was it, you got your own quota or what happened there? We, uh, no, so it, it was through, like my, my dad helped us get started. We kind of saw this, this farm 10 minutes up uh, down the road came up for sale and it had been for sale for a couple of years so we uh they kind of shuffled some quota over to us to help us get started with the poultry so and that was it was a smaller barn it was older uh maybe around around the same time like uh 2001 um so me starting to run a smaller chicken barn was easier to start with and then you can kind of be able to run a bigger barn. <laughs> um, so you employed a number of strategies on the farm to improve bird health. Uh, can you talk a little bit about some of those? Uh, at the other barn I, I noticed a big improvement with mortality when we installed the acid and chlorine water treatment system. Um, so 
that that helped a, a lot just a, a bunch of little stuff so we used to only do four hours of darkness um at night and then when we grew a 3.8 kilo bird we went all the way up to 10 hours and just that alone helped a lot with with leg issues um I found just I don't know we I, I talked to my feed rep a lot and the, the vet a lot so I find and, and also other poultry farmers it's it's nice to kind of bounce ideas off and see what everybody else is doing what else did we do we put a, a genius box in recently so just the the automation I think it's improved everything a lot the air quality the litter quality um, being able to run the barn without physically being there as much has helped a lot too so you use the genius system to really be proactive in managing the environment in the barn yeah yeah for sure but before so I just started running this specific barn in the end of 2021 so when I first came here there was there must have been 15 different boxes controlling 15 different things so it was a bit overwhelming. Um, and then some of them were kind of starting to break down. And uh, so we thought it was a good time to just kind of invest in the, the genius control. And um, it, it's helped a lot, like the very next crop, the litter was drier, the, the humidity control was, it had improved a lot. So I think if it's a good investment, if you can, if you can do it. So you've done a few things around feed too, right? You changed a few things up around uh, in that area. Uh, is there something around oh, that? Oh yeah, about? yeah. So this is actually the first crop we we just <laughs> there was a lot of duct tape on our on the lines here because I'd go into the barn and almost every day there was kind of a trickle of feed. So it was it was kind of time to replace the feed lines. They had been the original feed lines and were kind of um, needed replacing. So we installed the um i always pronounce the name wrong the landico um feeders so they getting the barn ready was much much quicker for us um and then also we were able to put more feed down uh for the chicks so they got a, a much better start and then even just the way the feeders are set up it's um I think the chickens, the chicks can reach it better right away, as opposed to the other ones. It was just a little bit harder for them to, to reach the feeders. So I think that's, it's, it's been a bit of a trial and error because they just installed it a couple weeks ago. And so um, I'm just still learning how to use them, but I, I do think they're going to, they're going to help a lot with everything, time management too. So. You were one of the first in Ontario to, adapted the modular loading i believe right uh yeah we did it early on which i guess is with the price of the wood now is i guess it was a yeah it was it was good that we did it then but we just it was kind of something that everybody was going to eventually had to do so we kind of figured let's just get it done and over with can you talk a little bit about that and the whole process that went behind preparing your barn for that well, I guess we were kind of figuring out which side to put it on the barn. Um, we kind of hummed and hawed because we had 
the propane tanks on one side and the feed bins on the other side. And, and anyways, we, yeah, we put it on the heater side. Um, and then we had to do some laneway clearing. So just, you had to reinforce the, the flooring a lot more. And uh, we just, we consulted with the, the construction worker we had for that a lot too. And uh, he had, he was actually a, a poultry farmer, the, the guy we worked with. So, and he had done his own barn already. So he, he kind of knew how to do it uh, properly. Just make sure you had proper reinforcements for that and everything. And you eventually hired a group of employees. So can you talk a little bit about uh, sort of what you found in terms of the keys to being an effective barn staff manager? I think giving employees um, a little more responsibility um, slowly as time goes on is beneficial. Um, I think if you rely too heavily on them or also not enough, you wouldn't have the results or the flexibility you could potentially have. Um, I think also from me with other jobs being an employee, I really liked it when employee employers would explain why I was doing a certain task and not just say, oh, you have to do this. I, I think in explaining it, the reason behind things is important because I think uh, your employee is going to care more and they're going to also remember stuff better when they understand why you're doing a certain thing. Um, I also think it's helpful if you hire somebody who kind of, if you have some weaknesses, um, if, if they maybe offset those weaknesses and they have some strengths that maybe you don't have, that's, that's also really helpful. Um, and then, yeah, always making sure that your employee feels appreciated and acknowledge it when they're doing a really good job. Um, I, I really like when I do chicken chores now and I, I get the same numbers that our employee does. It, it tells me he's doing a really good job with um, calling the birds properly and so you oversee both a broiler farm and a dairy operation. So how does that compare? How do the two compare and how do you kind of balance managing both of those? I think when you're just focusing on the animal welfare part of the operation, there's a lot of similarities between the broiler and the dairy. Um, just very basic similarities like dry bedding and good air quality and like through proper ventilation. Uh, but in the bigger picture, um, I think there is a lot of more variability in the, and fine tuning that goes into the dairy operation. Um, for us specifically, um, my husband works as a dairy feed specialist. Um, so he's, he's constantly adjusting the ration on a daily basis. Whereas for the poultry, we rely heavily on the, our feed specialist, uh, to properly balance the chicken's diet. So we've discussed, my husband and I have discussed the possibility of doing on-farm feed manufacturing, uh, just simply because we have three broiler farms and two dairy farms within my family, plus my husband's off-farm job. Um, it, it might make sense for us down the road, but um, we just need to research it a, a little more before doing it. So you would produce your own feed possibly for dairy and brothers? Yep. Yeah. My, I, I, I think with my husband's background, um, it, 
it, it could, it could be good. Um, I think we'd be able to, um, kind of control the, the fee costs a little more on the poultry side. Um, like what we do on the dairy side, um, there's, we don't have as much control just buying feed for the, for the chickens. Um, it would just help us get a bit more control on that. So what does he love most about poultry? I definitely find it very quiet and relaxing compared to my other job as a dental hygienist, which is a fast paced job and uh, a little bit noisy. So um, yeah, and I, I also like, I, I do like the flexibility with the poultry. Um, we, my husband, with our off-farm jobs, it's, it, it has helped a lot. Um, and then also just managing other, other, other sides of the operation. The, the poultry is, it, it's flexible. So that it does help, help a lot. Do you have maybe any words of advice for someone who's looking to venture out on their own, start their own poultry operation? Asking lots of questions has helped, whether it's, it's, it's to your feed rep, your vet, your uh, whoever, if you get people in to fix stuff. Like they, even when we got somebody in, they had to come and fix the, the, the new feeders that we installed. And he kind of went through them really well with us. But I, I think if you don't ask questions, you can't, you can't learn as much. So you're gonna have some mix ups along the way, but you just have to learn from them. and. Um, I just think learning from your mistakes and, and, and uh, be willing to change and try new things. The, the poultry with new crops every so often, you can try different things. Um, it gives you a bit of a chance to do that without <laughs> causing too much damage if, if you maybe made, made the wrong decisions if you're trying something new and it doesn't always work. Okay, and you mentioned you were a dental hygienist and you also have two kids. So how, from a work-life balance perspective, like how do you manage that? Uh, yeah, so we have a uh, uh, soon-to-be four-year-old, uh, two-year-old, uh, and I'm expecting number three in September. So um, right now, what works well with us is splitting the operation. So my husband runs the dairy and I run the poultry. So the poultry's flexibility has allowed me to to care for the kids is on top of that. Um, come September, my husband will have to help out with the, the poultry side a bit more. Um, but I think having very reliable help, um, employee help has, has help, um, helped us a lot. Um, we also have, we also have um, very good family support on both sides. So that that's helped a lot too with, with taking care of the kids. Um, yeah. So I think, I think if you can delegate, um, the tasks, uh, certain tasks, um, it, it, it'll help you manage everything. And, uh, it, it it's helped me spend some, uh, a lot of time taking care of my kids, which is ultimately the most important thing, especially they're, they're very young right now. So I like that I can spend extra time with them before they head off to school. Um, yeah, I think just delegating to employees has helped a lot. 
So how do you like to spend your downtime? Uh, yeah. So with, I guess with two young kids, it doesn't feel like we always have a lot of downtime, <laughs> but, uh, we, we like to take the kids to a local campground with my parents and, um, my siblings have, uh, kids that are all the same age. So it's a, it's a lot of fun right now. And, uh, Hopefully, maybe someday when our kids are a bit older, my husband and I can start golfing again together. We we did enjoy that uh, before we had kids, so we'll take that up again. But right now, just uh, just spending lots of time with the kids here, and they they definitely like hanging out um, in 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 the barns. So it, it's a lot of fun right now, just living on the farm. We we never got to live on the actual dairy farm before, so um, it. I don't take the kids out to the chicken barn quite as much with just biosecurity. You have to be careful with that. But um, the kids do go to the dairy barn a lot. and It's a lot of fun. So, yeah. All right, great. Well, thanks a lot for your time. Oh, thank you so much, Brett. Thanks for tuning in to Feather Forum, the podcast by Canadian Poultry Magazine. To catch up on all of our other episodes, visit CanadianPoultryMag.com slash podcasts.